Hello and welcome. Anyone who's been to Merchant City Yoga on a Sunday knows how much I love catching up with everyone over a cup of my freshly brewed spiced chai. These Sunday chai sessions really bring everyone together. A true celebration of friendship, community and connection. I want to try and capture some of that magic and share it with you at home. So I've invited some familiar faces from our MCY family to chat with me over a cuppa. I'm affectionately calling them the chai sessions. Pop the kettle on, get yourself comfy and come and join us. Hello, thank you so much for joining me. Our second chai session. Uh, I mean, Judy, hello, how are you doing? I've got, I've, I've got yeah. a really lovely um, cappuccino here. It is our second one. Have you done, has anyone else done a second one? No, you're my first second, if that makes any <laughs> kind of sense. So just briefly for anyone who is listening that hasn't had the pleasure of meeting or hearing you, Scott is founder of Stillpoint Yoga in London. He's the host of Stillpoint Podcast, good friend and regular visitor to MCY here in Glasgow. And as he's just told me, all round good guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm an all round good guy. All round good guy goes without saying. Like, it's Scott, lovely to talk so to you. I, I know it's like I, I love talking to you, Julie, and I like your space and throwing it back at you your space is just the most gorgeous place to come it's such a beautiful energy and Glasgow is ironically no ironically I mean Glasgow is one of my favorite places to come I've literally spent my whole adult life coming to Glasgow in some way or another when I was doing it when I was in my and doing a real job <laughs> remember those days what was it what, remember those <laughs> real jobs that we did that. I think it's probably yeah. easy anyway I was an electrician and we used to I remember coming up when I was an apprentice and like spending about four or five months in Glasgow <laughs> in about the in the early 90s so you maybe seen a different side to Glasgow then it was yeah it was a little visiting bit more, and teaching uh, yoga <laughs> yeah. there wasn't much yoga in Glasgow <laughs> in the night early no. but yeah i've got this really lovely affinity and it's it's really beautiful to come and um it's a really beautiful city and so i love whenever i come it's always love to come and come and hang out with you and, and hang out in the city so yeah thank you for yeah. inviting me on again i appreciate it and inviting yeah. me to your studio because i think i'm coming back you sure are it's always great and um, it's the people i think that make glasgow and certainly the people that make MCY so special so we're delighted to have you back um when I was having a think about what we could chat about the second time I was having a wonder about yoga posters and it would be good to hear your thoughts on like why we actually practice yoga posters what why on earth do we practice you know particularly in um, something like Ashtanga, some of them are fairly strong, fairly bonkers. Um, and also maybe having a think about, as an Ashtanga teacher, I'm forever telling people that it's the consistency that pays off, it's repetition that pays off. 
but actually that's the hard part about it isn't it is like coming back to again and again and again so why on earth scott <laughs> why do we do this stuff <laughs> i think it comes i mean if we look at it it's like ashtanga yoga so it has its kind of like roots in the texts, I suppose, or perhaps there's an element of it of it having there. And you, there are those texts which say, you know, yoga practice happens over a long period of time. <laughs> you know, you have to be consistent and you have to keep doing it. And that's the, I think, when you have that knowledge and when you when you kind of look at the physical practice and you kind of start to study the philosophy, when you kind of lean into it, you start to see that it is about just consistency. All of this is about consistently change happens because of you have do it over time. You know, everyone can think about where they are now and to where they were 10 years ago, wherever they are and whatever they did. And they're only where they are now, whether it's their work or whether it's their studies, only because they've consistently done something over and over again. And suddenly you find out, oh, here I am doing this. So. The, the, the idea of consistency, of, of turning up to something, isn't just kind of yoga, it's in everything we learn, it's in everything that we do, and it's in the way that we do consciously and unconsciously. So for me, the, the beautiful thing about Ashtanga Yoga uh, in relationship to a postural practice is that we've got something to turn up to do that we can do for ourselves that we don't have to um, uh, like uh, we don't have to go and find the idea of the practice the consistency of the system of the doing the same thing over and over again means you just you get you have a practice which you can just do and there's no reason why you can't do it the only thing is, the only reason is, it's like, oh God, I, I want to get up. Or your mind becoming, uh, wanting, not wanting to do it because, I don't know, you want to do something else. So there is that sense of like, um, um, the repetition, the, the fact that you have something that you can do because it's a practice, because you learn it, because you know it, because then it's yours it offers you uh, the possibility to keep coming back to be consistent and then there's this really lovely sutra uh, 121 it says those who have a, who have an intense urge for spirit those who have an intense urge for practice wisdom comes the wisdom of the practice unfolds so you do need to have some kind of intensity inquiry um, to keep turning up so i think you know, I think the Stanga method, for me anyway, over the years, it's been the, the thread. <clears throat> it's been a beautiful thread that, I've, that I personally had that's allowed me to, um, to be consistent with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, mm. As for why we do it, that's another question. <laughs> but I think the, con the consistency, the, the, the practice itself, the fact that we have a practice, the fact that we don't need to go and work out what we need to do every day or think on oh, and do this, because you can just come and stand on your mat and do Surya Namaskars, then you can do standing poses, Yoga Chikitsu and Adi Shadana or the other ones, and you have something which you can just observe and practice and notice. And I think that's the beautiful thing about the Ashtanga system is, this, is, its, um, is its sequence.
Um, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I certainly think as a teacher, for me, one of the amazing things about the practice is actually what I'm trying to do is, is give people autonomy and sovereignty over their own practice. So I'm trying to give it back to them. I'm, I'm trying to, it's almost like I'm trying to teach them not to need any of us anymore. Now, we can all really, really do with the support of a teacher. Like, there's no question about that. But like I say, that almost this sense of, of trying to teach them not to need any of us um, anymore. But I certainly recognise as a student, and I remember myself how terrifying that prospect is that, that what you actually want me to turn up and, and you're not going to tell me what to do. You're not going to be at the front of the class leaving. You're not going to be making my decisions for me. You're not going to be deciding what's best for me. What actually, you mean I have to do that? That's, that's all really hard as a student. Yeah. I think what it, I think for me, what it is, is like when we look at the, when we look at you're right about, it's really interesting you say something about eventually, eventually we want to do ourselves out of business. <laughs> That's it. You know, if, 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 if we were working really well, <laughs> we would have no students because everyone would be practicing on their own, but that's not, you know, what we do have is the ability to come together and an energy and this is what like a room creates is like an energy there's a vitality there's people practicing in their own way in their own time looking and discovering what that means there's something really lovely you said about like a teacher and I think uh, about how what we're holding and I think there's from definitely for me there's a collaborative process around helping people to understand what decisions I mean, it might being made in the relationship to autonomy and, and moving their body, because we still have to remember that, like, even though this is like a, it's a, a, a we're doing this process, this sequence is a deeply physical practice, and you are consistently listening and responding to the to the way that your body is speaking to you, and the way that you move, and the learning what those what those sensations are and how to move with them and are they good or all, all these kind of having this kind of it's almost like self-practice the the, the 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 practice of shtanga yoga the practice that we teach is about having developing a new language or new conversation with the the physical nature of your body and then the subtle nature of your body and the meaning that you've kind of alluded to it over the years and what we're for me is like I think what I try and do, you know, when I teach is to say, what is the language that you've been having so far? Okay, what language, what were you kind of, what are you, what conversation, what, what, what does your body tell you? And then what do you tell your body? Because we all, what yoga is about, is about stories. This is what the vrittis are, the stories, stories we tell ourselves. And so what comes up in asana, and I think before we, we had this lovely conversation about what asana actually is and why we do these things it's for me about this language this conversation that you are having with your body in a relation something called a posture or in something called a vinyasa and a teacher like you like me and in a yoga room is there to uncover what the language what the communication is happening in that way 
I think, and helping to like uncover what conversation is going on and the potential of the conversation that can be had. So for me, there's a really beautiful way of understanding the way things, the way we're noticing things, the way that we move with the breath, the way that if I move forward, or I feel something there, what does that mean? The way I'm understanding weight dynamics, turning, turning muscles on, turning muscles off, that kind of, it's, it's such a, a continuum of, of, um, of sequence of like you are uncovering what it means to move in the body. Um, so I think for me, like teaching is this collaborative approach of like working with people as whether the people are brand new and you're introducing them to a sequence and or whether people come in and they're experienced and trying to get them to uncover what it means to achieve a posture. You're uncovering, you're working with people in, in the way that the stories of what they hold about those things are coming alive for me. Why do you think that yoga postures, yoga asana, have become such a dominant part of what we now think of as yoga? I mean, they look amazing. Sometimes. <laughs> I mean, they look, they look, you know, they look like it's, 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 you know, like be able to do any of these things. I remember looking at, I remember seeing my first ever yoga book I got in 2000 and 2000 and it was John Scott's when it first came out. And I remember looking in that and, and, and I hadn't done a Shtanga then. And I remember looking at John's book and seeing him doing Kukatasana and going, how the, what the hell, how does that, what, what, that would be amazing. And then I remember about three or four years later being in, in Penzance with him and Lucy, one of his old, like when there was only eight of us in the room. <clears throat> and he adjusted me into it. <laughs> and I did it for the first time on my hands, knees up, like chin forward like that. And I remember going, really, being really like, that was a real moment where I went, oh my God, like this is the, the synergy felt really amazing. Like I'd seen that pose as something when, Oh my God, how do you do that? That would be amazing to do. Like there's an inquisitive nature to the postures and then being, and then for me, having him adjust me into it, I started to realize for me early on, there was just this seeing these things, feeling these things. There's a, there's a lift, there's an energy. There's a sense of something that you get just by achieving, by playing with these, um, working with these postures. And, and that's just like one, that's just like looking at one posture though. I think, you know, I think as we've seen in the rise of Instagram and all these things, it's like people sharing things and they are enticing. You know, they do look, they do look great, but there's something for me, it's always been about the way it makes me feel. The way that, you know, the way that you know, the way that the, I can be in a pose and notice. So for me, I mean, I, I for me, it was just a, a sense of like being more present to my body. But I think when we look at the yoga asanas and the yoga postures as such, I think it's just because of you know the image, the image of seeing things, seeing people sharing amazing ways of moving your body 
that was for me the you know when I first saw John like all those years ago I went I want to move like that <laughs> I want to move like yeah. that man and I've always got a little bit close never <laughs> so beautifully but it is something about how can I feel that strength how can I discover that lightness how can I what did, what would that feel like in me um so I think it's something to do with that what do you think yeah I mean just when you're talking there I remember the first time I seen Ashtanga yoga as well and I actually thought it was bonkers and and so so far out of my reach it, it was it might as well have been on an alien planet like it was just so far out of my reach and then after you know number of years and and very very slowly you, you start to discover yourself doing those postures that you thought were just totally nuts and and I think one of the things, like I, I always say to people when they go, oh, Stanger's really hard and, you know, it's too difficult. And, and it's like, absolutely, yeah, it can be. But I think that's a really powerful agent for change. And sticking with the practice, being able to do some of those postures that I thought were just unreachable for me, absolutely changed how I seen myself and how I felt about myself. And that then makes changes in how I go about in the world. What do you think, what do you think changed? Um, I mean, one of the big things for me, it definitely made me feel strong. I don't mean physically stronger, but it, it, it gave me courage or mm. bravery, some, mm. something around that to to be more myself and to make what I would suggest are probably braver decisions, braver choices, referring back to our conversation about back in the old days when I had a real job, then ran away to join the Roga Circus. Um, you know, that, I mean, and obviously it was impacted by lots of other stuff as well, but I think I can really strongly attribute it to this really strong practice mm. that physically enabled me to make shapes that I never thought I could make. And to be able to feel your body in new ways, because to do that, you have to, you, you can't help but affect change. I think that's the beautiful thing about the practice. It's like that, that sutra about practice happens over a long period of time. It does. And it's not like, you know, over, we've kind of get into this really interesting point now. And we were talking about it earlier, actually, in class about this idea of accessible Ashtanga yoga. <laughs> it's really big at the moment. Yeah. It points to the fact that at some point it wasn't or it's not. And, you know, and, 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 and there's something about should we be really pushing and really, really, is, it, is this what the practice is about? Is it more about listening? Um, and really noticing what we're present to, whether we should push, whether we need to push, whether it's pushing the body the right thing to do, you know, or actually, in a, you know, if we look at some forms of it, when you push the body, it breaks. And so we got this kind of really lovely, this lovely conversation at the moment ago, what does it mean for Stanga Yoga to be accessible? What does it mean to kind of meet different people in different ways? You know, it's all going, you know, the conversation's going all the way right up to the top. And so 
it's still it's still a practice that changes you because of the fact that you do it consistently. It's still a practice that works over a long period of time, but mm-hmm. you have to place yourself at the front of your mat in a way where you're listening to yourself in the present moment as you breathe and you move and responding to that. And some days it's good, some days it's bad. But the beautiful thing is like we, we got, we've got this ability to over, you've been practicing for a long time, I've been practicing for a long time and we're different now because of it. And that's more in the, in the sense of who we are rather mm. than, 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 oh, I can now do these things. I can do some of these things. There's still some of the things I can't do, but there's an essence of being able to be, practice these things you notice yourself in new ways. Notice maybe the body a bit lighter, the baby a bit more open, a bit more spacious, all these qualities. See, for me, what happens is over a long period of time, the quality of awareness changes. It's not like you kind of I'm bruising your way into these things. You start to listen differently. You start to slow things down, possibly. You kind of listen to the breath and think, well, why have I been, if I've been pushing too hard, what happens if I stop pushing and feel more? So you start to have a, like a more open relationship with what it means to have a body and to feel it and to notice it. So that for me is how I approach postures, how I ask people who come to practice how I approach postures. It's like the postures themselves have no inherent nature. They could be called anything. Doesn't matter what you're trying to do. It's like in all of these things, you're trying to listen to the story and the language of the body and what and the relationship you're having with it. And the body will find, you know, the, 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 the postures are beautifully placed together. The sequence is beautifully placed together so that in relationship to bandha and to breath, into focus, the 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 posture is formed but the posture is formed in relationship to you and your unique body and your unique experience if you find the alignment you don't have to twist twisting occur the, the a twist occurs because that's the alignment of the movement of the body so it's like we if we unveil for me we unveil what the the whole this is what this is, and this has to be like this. Now, what we're trying to notice in, is in every posture, in every breath, you're noticing the relationship you have with gravity, levity, movement, spaciousness, and the breath, and fighting, and what like what forces, and what the letting go of forces. So for me, you know, I've really, really leaned into this recently, like recently being the last five, six years around letting go of having anything be called anything and say this is the beautiful thing about the practice the practice we don't have to go this is many reach us and d this is capital and this is that let go of naming it and feel what it's calling and what it's asking you to notice and for me that's what like this practice over a long period of time has really helped me to see and to hold space for yeah, I mean, what you're saying there makes me think as well about over the long term, something the practice helps us do is navigate that tension between how much effort we put in, how much work we put in, and actually 
the nature and quality of that effort and work because it might be effort and work but not hard pushing and navigating that tension between that and then letting go Mm. less is more that kind of classic effort surrender which does come up in the the text and stuff as well and and then navigating that with our yoga postures in our body then that lays down that that kind of pattern for navigating those tensions elsewhere doesn't it it does there's something for me that's rich around looking at the philosophy and the yoga and how these things you know it's really important to me as i started really leaning into how the philosophy comes alive in practice to see that like the philosophy looks at Patanjali particularly looks at seated the seated practice as being the, the bedrock of how we uncover these states these qualities and i think when i started discovering that and also bringing mindfulness is why i teach a lot around mindfulness and, the, and the, those um, teachings come alive in my in my particular workshops and classes we're trying to bring that sense of awareness to the physical practice of hatha yoga and movement the idea that hatha yoga is working with the forces the the nature of the body it's a beautiful kind of um sutra it's this at 248 where potentially talks about the the outcome of all of the practice of asana is the ballot is the letting go of opposites <clears throat> and so hatha yoga is this practice of opposites is sun and moon is kind of understanding the energies of like i'm moving this way moving that all of this happening is happening right now and the you know the practice is about letting go of having to think there's this and that and experience just what is so there's this lovely way of kind of really noticing that quality of awareness at the same time as you're breathing and moving for me is like we're kind of moving the energy of the prana of the body opening opening and then as we're moving down and rooting it the apana and trying starting to see that these things are just in our nature the postures are just us trying to understand what it means to have a body and breathe and move and feel lifted and open um they, they take away a level of like i should be doing this like this not that doesn't really i'm not really fussed by that i'm like how are you noticing what's what's coming alive as you're breathing here what are you what's tension what's release what are you holding all of these things they were once you create a quality of awareness it really helps you to begin to notice and feel deeper and sense wider and be more open to the way things are just presenting themselves as, as what they are in your life. And then being true to like what you're noticing, oh, my shoulder's tight or my doing this and that, or I need to kind of maybe reset my lotus or things like that, you know, rather than this sense of force, what we're really trying to see is, is how things be become present and open to the things and how we're doing them. Wow. Oh. What very beautiful answer to my question. Why on earth do we do yoga postures? For me, it's like... And that's why we love you. Do you know, but it's like, it's, it allows us to remember that we have a body and that it's beautiful and it's profound and it's like unique and it's... it's, it's, it's The thing about it is, it's like, it's, it's someone will see they're brand new, like, you're perfect already. <laughs> we mean, how can we how can we 
just allow you to feel something new, feel the, the, life, the life of your body, the, the, the sense of what can be noticed. There's a really beautiful quote, I think, I can't remember, it was, remember it was Richard Freeman, maybe it's one of his like, I think it was the yoga matrix, something like that. When I was in my old job, I used to spend, I used to go into these really big kind of, used to do these really big um, buildings. Like, you know, I used to go into Canary Wolf and we remember we did like these like floors and floors and floors of Canary Wolf, like putting in conduit and putting up and then putting in like chunk in and big fuse boards. And I remember I, I said to them, I want to be the one who puts all the cables into the fuse boards. And there would be like <laughs> thousands of cables. What it meant, right? Cause this is when I was studying to be a yoga teacher. I could just sit, stand there in the same place for five days and just listen to the yoga matrix <laughs> by Richard Freeman. <laughs> and that's how I learned. It is like in the early two thousands, but he said, something really beautiful which i think is on the yoga matrix and it's like what is the yoga asks the question what is the possibility of the body what is the possibility of what you can notice what you can feel and that's what asana is it's the feeling is if i become still what can i notice without trying to force anything what every time if you're trying to force let go how can i notice something what's the possibility of feeling of sensation here and so there's something really rich about letting go trying to you know and just letting go and feeling and it will all for me it just works itself out it works itself out in a way that you really get to be present which is what ultimately for me yoga is I think that is a great place to stop today. I'll keep the rest of my questions for next time. <laughs> and also I think that is a beautiful invitation for everyone to come to the yoga mat, to come and join you. Yeah, yeah, I'm in Glasgow Even, in February. Again, yeah. I think how many times is that? Four, five? Yeah. Maybe. I can't oh, remember, can't, and that's how beautiful remember. it is because they just blend into one lovely. Well, for me, it just feels like you've been coming up forever. It's yeah. like I can't. I feel like I'm part of a family. <laughs> you definitely, definitely are, Scott. Thank you so yeah. very, very much for taking My, this time out um, to chat again. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing you in the flesh. In the flesh. Can't the wait. Flesh. All right. Thanks for inviting me on. That lovely chat. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed our chat. If you've got any questions, you can email me or find us on social media. I'll see you here next time.